0: Hi, this is Donna Otto. Welcome. welcome, 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 welcome to Modern Homemakers. And we have a great opportunity to be together today and to talk about one of my favorite subjects in the whole world. Thanks, girlfriends, for choosing this. The girlfriends are new to our work and conversations with you, wherever you live, whatever country, city, state you live in. And um, I love their fresh faces, and they decided to talk about organization, and I, I sort of said, oh, okay, <laughs> uh, okay, that, I, I think that'll be a good subject. Uh, reminding you of three things as we begin. I'm not going to mention it again. One, uh, go to the website, uh, books. Uh, All of my books are available there. And the first book that I wrote was a book on organization. It's called The Secrets to Getting More Done in Less Time. And it will give you help in everything from kids to Christmas to your prayer life to understanding some basic, yes, here's the word, system that will keep you organized, period. There is also a new ad to the website, and that is the Organizational class. It's a four-hour workshop taught by myself and is available online for donation. Thank you. You have been buying them off the shelf. It was it, That notion came to me when I looked at the website and saw how many of you had purchased them. And I thought, ah, there isn't anything on the shelf. We don't have to replenish it. Thank you for technology that you can just keep buying it and buying it and buying it and nobody has to replenish it. Am I old or what? It's like the dirty socks. When all the dirty socks, Mom, there are no more socks. You have to replenish it. <laughs> Not so with technology. It'll be there forever. So uh, make that available to you. We are glad to do it. And uh, we hope that you will enjoy it. Invite some friends to watch it with you. So welcome to the two of you. And I want to talk to you immediately about your own personal level, satisfaction about organization in your life world purse car kids how are you the two of you where do you where do you where are you in Are are you coming to talk about it and not do it do you do it and hate it do you love it
1: (laughs) well we just moved our family moved within the last year and we downsized uh, which I was a little nervous about at first but it has been so freeing to Uh get rid of. I'm the person that just get rid of it. And I don't attach myself to a whole lot. Not that I don't at all, but um, things are not a huge issue for me. Other things are (laughs) Um, (laughs) just not tangible things um, to a certain extent, I should say. Um, So, you know, I was able to purge a lot and it felt really good. Okay, so. what does
0: purge mean? Well, I don't know what that word actually purge. means. Purge. Purge. Um,
1: I use it in the context of getting rid of. You know, if you haven't used something within the last year, you know, it you either get rid,
0: you know, just get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. It's not useful to you. Not useful. Okay, so what about things like um, Easter decorations? I
1: have one bin for my Easter decorations. Okay, and i just put them you know That's in enough. storage in the garage okay okay so you're happy with your level of organization i am happy now i will say <laughs> when we did move my girlfriend here i had called her in desperation and she oh, I came I forgot about that. You know, <laughs> she came over cuz I was on the verge of tears. I could not get past my pantry. It was a different shape pantry. I didn't don't like the angles in it very much and my sweet girlfriend here sitting next to me came and rescued me <laughs> and helped me organize my pantry and that was 9 months ago almost and it's still The way she fixed it, it, Okay, so you
0: couldn't get past it
1: because you just, it was a new space. It it was a new space, and I was overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, yeah. And we had done quite a bit of renovation in the new house, and it was just beyond what I could handle, so. Yeah,
0: and also seems to me as you moved into the house and the renovation was not totally complete. No, it was not complete Yeah, so you had that little trigger also. Right, that's true. So do you consider yourself an organized person, girlfriend?
2: I'm very organized in my brain, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I am. I'm good. That's very on. nice. I
2: love my calendars. I have one on the fridge. I have the same one on my phone that I sync with everyone in my family, and I have, uh, I have one in my.
0: Which you went to look for. (laughs) I did. I tend to do as I'm speaking, so I need to just speak and not do.
2: Uh, When it comes to my own organization, my husband and I have a theory right now that we're actually pretending that we're moving so that our house will look like we're ready to sell it even though we're not. So we're tricking ourselves into... (laughs) I thought I'd oh, everything. We have very similar tendencies, and so we're on the same page that <laughs> I also have said that I'm also pretending that I'm paying myself to be an organizer, and then I, I'm, I'm going to collect those hours and then use that money for something special for myself, oh, because I, I didn't pay an
0: organizer. <laughs> I paid me. (laughs) Okay. So now you're organized in your brain. Is that a shelter for telling us you're not organized everywhere else? No. What keeps you from being as organized as you'd like to be?
2: Well, I have that. I definitely have that issue of if I can't get it exactly how I want it right now, then I'm going to wait. And so we're in the process right now. So I, I did just do my office. And it's great. I, you know, it was funny because I say that I'm not attached to things. And I couldn't believe how much time had gone by when I looked into this one cupboard that had all of the creative memories, Mm -hmm. scrapbook supplies. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Do you know how long ago that was? What's the year? 10 years ago? No, it was 17 years Years ago. ago. And I did the three creative memories for my three and then... The fourth still does not have. Poor a child baby doesn't book. have a book. I, know. <laughs> I sort of thought I could get it done digitally, and it still isn't done. However, I thought, why am I keeping this creative memories? It's like a big suitcase thing, and it has the old fashioned cutter and the circles that you trace, and all these crafty things. And I think I am a wannabe crafter, and mm. I'm. I have to accept that I am not. A crafter. I want this craft room and I want to do crafts and it's like I sort of have this wannabe self and this real self and I'm I'm learning to embrace the reality Mm -hmm. that even though I love the idea of being this crafty mom... I don't think it's in my cards.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I I think, not if it's been sitting there I for 17 I can years. I think get rid
2: of this creative memory Yeah, 17 years and is,
0: a, a of a course, and that would not fall to you at all. One year is old enough. Oh, well, so wait, wait, though. That's, um, you've touched on a really good point. So the word attachment is a, is a really mm-hmm. powerful word because, all right, so now I have talked about this subject a little, but I'm not going to talk about it very much today because I want to hear what you girls have to say. However, the notion of wanting to be organized and getting organized is a quantum leap. A quantum leap because of that word attachment. So how do we move from being attached to things and not being attached to them? have you ever been attached to things? Was there a moment in time Mm -hmm. when you said, "Ah, things don't matter, something else more?
1: No, I didn't have an aha moment or anything like that. I think I just, oh, I'm definitely attached to some things. You know, I love the kids, all the pictures. Pictures are a big thing for me. I've got, we had some bookshelves built in the living room and they're full of photo albums. Like I can't get rid of pictures yeah is something that's very difficult for me and I've even in my mind like okay if there's a fire in the house I you know have it planned where it's easy access and I can grab them all and you know because that would be besides my family that's what I would
2: grab take. mm-hmm well, for me personally, to try to figure out the things that you 're attached to, i've really had to follow donna i have I actually have your your course playing right now while i 'm organizing my office because I need your voice to tell me to just do it my way yeah, that was so good for me to hear because I need to be bossed around because I do you know secretly think that i don't have to follow it exactly if I kind of
0: follow it oh, and you know that came to me years ago that 's exactly what happened. A woman said to me you know what I did? I took home all the stuff of your organizational class that I liked. Right. And I left the other stuff. And when I got home, I tried it. And for a long time, I blamed you. She 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 called <laughs> oh. me and did this whole thing. And I thought, I, thought, I remember saying, well, what did you blame me for? Like, like, I didn't get it. And she said, it was because I don't want someone to tell me how to do it we all know that. I can still remember the moment in time when our daughter said to us, I don't like being told what to do. And I said, <laughs> get on board, little doggie. Nobody does. <laughs> I don't care how old we are. We don't like to be told what to do. But this woman, so I said, oh my goodness, that's a very important thing. I've never said that. Don't go home and mix metaphors. If what you have at home, you're not happy with, leave that metaphor, leave that style, leave that what you've always done, and do it my way. And then I started saying, like, I'm Italian, you should do it my way. And people would laugh at that, And but it was a really important point. I appreciate you saying that. So move past what hasn't worked to something that I can guarantee does work. Right, and that is you have to take everything out.
2: Yeah. And I realized that when I, when I was taking everything out of my closet or everything out of my drawers in my office, specifically I'll go to my clothes because talking about attachment, it's not always a negative attachment. I have a dress that I loved. I got it three or four years ago. I still like it. And my daughter said, Mom, this dress smells like spit up. Oh. Now, I don't have babies and I haven't been around babies. And I thought, this is really strange, but it does have this funny smell. And I dry cleaned it, and then I went back in my closet and realized that some of this particular fabric had this funny smell. And it wasn't until I was speaking to my mom and she said, okay, it's okay to get rid of something that is having a funny smell. And I think, you know, as we we get older and certain things just if they're sitting in a closet and hanging and, you know, we have certain dresses that we only wear for special occasions, it's going to have sometimes it's Mm -hmm. been sitting in your closet or, and, and so I realized that, okay, I did have this attachment. I, I Mm -hmm. felt bad Mm -hmm. if I was Mm -hmm. to get rid of it. I thought, well, let me try to dry clean it and it's okay to, to let go of that and to, yeah. Okay. It's okay.
0: And someone told me, which I didn't do, and I wished I had, except that it I have the same story a gray silk dress, the first silk dress it was I silk. ever bought yes and I, I thought I, and I wore it to a high school reunion and thought and everyone told me I looked beautiful we laughed later it was because I was so ugly when I was in high school that they were so surprised oh. to see what I looked like and they thought oh I looked gosh. beautiful and I thought it was a dress I was sure it was the gray silk dress and I kept it and, I kept, and literally a friend said to me, dump it, it's a dog those were her exact words because it was so <laughs> (laughs) out of style but I wished I had done what someone later heard me describe that and she said you should have taken a picture of it and and I thought that's I want to remember the gray dress well I have a picture of me and some of the girls in in it but it's kind of nice to have a place and with our technology that's easy things I loved that I've given away So attachment is okay as long as it doesn't drive us to disorganization. Mm -hmm. And
2: just an over-collection of things. I
0: I have a bin for each
1: child, and so I put their little keepsake things in it. And along with what you were saying about the picture is um, I've wanted to do this, I've yet to do this, but you know, they say to take a picture of your kid's
0: crafts Mm -hmm. and then
1: dump them, toss it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, we've talked through the years about the importance of saving some pieces. And Mm -hmm. I began to do that when our daughter was little, because one of the things as a parent, we found wanting in most children who were being raised. And that was, there was either, and we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about this notion of permissive parenting this week sometime. So tune in. Or the parent who controls everything and then the child doesn't know how to make a decision, can't make a choice. Choices are so important. And making good choices are so important. And so we began When she was very little, um, she'd have four or five pieces of paper or an art project, and and we'd say, all right, you can choose one of them. Oh, I I can still remember. She's a few years from 50, okay? I can still remember. That's 45 years ago. This little girl saying, oh, why so I can't? why I want them all, you know, and understandable. And I felt heartbroken for her, But I also knew making a choice, making a decision. So people often say, I'm a pack rat. And I say, there's no such thing as a pack rat human being. You only have never learned how to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And if you learn how to make a decision, you can choose, as you said. "Uh, It's time to go. We don't need it. We haven't used it for a year. That's your your way of making the decision. Mm -hmm. So then she could keep it, and then at the end of the month, she had to make another decision, and then we saved one of them. So we had a perfect box from her collection that had little samplings of her stuff all through growing up. Now Mm -hmm. we only had one kid. You girls have three and four kids that's harder to do it, i think harder to say yeah. samples
2: yeah and it's harder to follow some systems sometimes i you know there i love reading every book there is on organization and i've read your book and i love listening to the organization seminar and then the latest and greatest the life-changing magic of tidying up and sometimes I feel like that's perfect for a single person in a one-bedroom loft yes (laughs) because (laughs) when I try to do that with you know four kids last year we had six kids and I'm thinking I'm not taking every article of clothing in my entire house from everybody's bedroom and the laundry room and the closet and the garage and putting it into the kitchen so that then we can all decide what's going back to me. That's, so overwhelming. And Mm -hmm. I'm curious, Donna, what your thoughts are on that?
0: Well, you know, it's the same process. I don't separate clothes from dishes or dishes from memorabilia. I have one, it's the same process. And you're right about taking everything out. And it's easier not to take everything out when we're cleaning a drawer, a cabinet, a car, trunk, whatever it is, because well, we'll just tidy it up a little. So what's the purpose? And I like the word purge. It's it's a good word. What's the purpose is less stuff Mm. and what is lessifying stuff about bringing freedom to do other things. And everything we keep, we have to register. We own it. We have to maintain it. Why do we downsize houses? Because we want to take care of less and for years, I've, I have had this picture in my mind because we went through it with my grandmother when I was young. When they were married, they had this little and then they got a little bigger and then they got a little bigger house, a little bigger house. And then suddenly they had the biggest house and then they started going the other way down. And in the end, my grandmother lived in my mother's home in a bedroom. That's what she had. Mm-hmm. So how much stuff can you have in a bedroom? that you have to be constantly in that migration of getting rid of things. So I think the annual, the seasonal, we live in Arizona, there's not much season difference, you know. So we're not looking at the winter clothes and the summer clothes or the spring clothes. But when it comes to closets, and there's a chapter in my book about closets, and there's a chapter in the book that talks about inventorying our clothes for wearability, And that whole thing about stewardship, so we're talking about stewardship of our time. How much time does it take to maintain a fat, clunky closet versus a lean, mean closet? So I think the attachment is a good word, and that's the philosophical part. Why am I attached to things? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Often, Often it's out of fear that I won't ever get another one. Right. Maybe that's what mine was over the silk dress. Or oh, yeah. it, the memory is so sweet.
2: Well, and it's nice, and you spent money on it, and you you do think, oh. And it you, you feel good in it. <clears throat> and you look you, good you in it. You felt good Yeah, that's about it.
0: clothes. Okay, what about shoes and purses and mm-hmm. and uh, things that you use intermittently? Costume jewelry. Does the same rule apply? Give away, put away, throw away? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. It does? Think, yeah.
0: Okay, so are you discriminating in how you do that?
2: My purse is mainly right. throwaway. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you wear them if out. If the shoes are actually. too worn
1: out, you know, they get the toss.
2: Yeah, but it definitely... And my kids, I just have... I, we're doing the system right now with mm-hmm. everybody. I just had the boys do the giveaway. Keep. I actually have to go and mm-hmm. check out their their piles Mm -hmm. I don't know how much of the put-away pile there was. I feel like there was the throw-away pile and the giveaway pile. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Although I did notice a lot of cords, and you'll laugh at this, we had to take the light part off of the fan, and so it looks like a dish if it's upside down. And so they have this broken fan, you know, where the lights were, Mm -hmm. and all their cords were rolled up very neatly in that.
1: Oh, oh. Um,
2: That would have been the throwaway to me, that broken fan (laughs) piece. It became useful, I guess, to them.
0: (laughs) They put it to good use. Well, that's pretty creative. (laughs) Okay, so now you've just moved, you've downsized. Mm -hmm. So now we're talking about maintenance. So how do you maintain it? Uh, Right now, things are a
1: little messy, Um, Only because we've had guests and it's been spring break and, you know, whatnot. And I did walk by our one cabinet area and went, whoa, I'm going to have to get to that one of these days um, because it's pretty piled up. Uh But uh, I I think it's just, for me, it's just easier to maintain because I don't have as much stuff anymore. And so, you know, uh, so it just makes it for me a little bit. Easier.
2: And what about the girls' rooms? I was curious about that, how they're keeping up with.
1: They are. We had a closet organizer, you know, come in and build closet, you know, do a closet organization. And um, my 15 year old, she's pretty tidy. Uh, The 10 year old is not so much. Um, She likes to shove clothes everywhere. But for the most part, they they do a pretty decent job of keeping it up. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, that's a parenting, isn't it? No, That's a parenting well, role. Yeah. So, yeah. so what's the role a parent takes in training the child in that area? Well, I think that,
1: you know, to teach, like, I've taught the girls, um, the 15 year old, she does the girls laundry, you know, the younger one helps out as much as she can, but, um, just teaching them to be respectful of their own things mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that it is a gift, you know, these things are a gift um and that they just need to be respectful of it. So take, take care of yep. them.
2: Yeah. I find that what happens in our house and this is not a good habit. But the kids will be playing with things or they'll have things out or they'll have their shoes out. And all of a sudden, we're on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. It just snuck Mm -hmm. up on us. It wasn't this intentional, oh, let's just be lazy and not clean up after ourselves. It's all of a sudden, it's this time and someone has this and I'm driving there and dinner. And that's what sort of has happened to me is the next thing comes before I was quite ready to have the time or didn't realize I need to have everyone stop 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever the timing is before we go to take inventory, and and that's where it comes when I say my organization's in my head, is I'm not a late person, I always have everybody everywhere on time, so that will take precedence. I'm not the person that, oh, I can't leave because everything's not neat mm-hmm. and orderly yet. I'm more concerned you can't be late, so then the house <laughs> yes. stays. Mm-hmm messier or not put away and then it's coming back you know a day or a few days later and here we are everyone let's clean up our stuff so mm-hmm. I would like to get a little bit better at and that. And so
1: hard to do too because I know that like if at the end of the day when the kids are all in bed and I see shoes laying here, you know, I don't want to go to bed with them sitting there. So, and you know, me yelling their names one more time, you know, to pick up their things. It's just a lot easier for me to do it. So I do it. And I find that that, you know, is becoming a little bit more of a habit for me of going, Oh, forget it. I'll just do it.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and both of those have to do with the, organization of schedule. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And I hear this a lot. I mean, both of you are saying what is very common. There's so much to do, so much going on, that we we get from one thing to the next thing with no space in between Mm -hmm. to finish the first thing and prepare for the second thing. Mm -hmm. So there's just no space in there. And and when, we, when, when moms call me and tell me and talk to me and write me about being stressed, that's what they're stressed about. Mm-hmm. Too much going on. So let's talk a minute about organization of our time. So what do we have a hard time saying? No. And then how do we choose up? You have multiple children so if they're all playing three sports or two sports and two two instruments and one girls club, you're laughing. What is this? Well,
1: I have a an example that just happened yesterday. That's why I'm kind of <laughs> giggling over here. But we were taking my son to the airport. He came back from college for Easter. Um, and we, we um, time-wise, we are not the best at being on time at things. And like when I first met my husband his friend said, "Oh, so you've learned about John Time."
0: John Time? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: um, you know, you've heard about that and I thought, "Oh no, so I've kind of slipped into his world mm-hmm. a little bit more." And so we were driving my son to the airport and he was freaking out. He said, "You don't understand." He said, "I'm freaking out because there was traffic, there was an accident on the freeway and he wasn't going to get there an hour and a half before, you know, like he wanted to. And he said, "You guys have created this because you were were late all the time." You know, he was particularly talking to his father. But oh yeah, uh, yeah. oh, I uh, yeah. oh, uh, still thought uh, it yes. wasn't so anyway. all. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. But he said, "You've turned me into this. I have to be on time now for everything." And it it does that negative, you know, thing that we were we. Were the example. You know, he had, to, you know, at that age, he had to, to follow what we were doing because, you know, we were driving and whatnot. And even taking him back to school or to the airport to go to school, he still was in our control. Yep. And um, he hated it. Yeah. He got there on time and everything was fine, but still, it made well, him nervous. But,
0: but yeah, so there's the question. Okay, mm-hmm. so that, and you said something earlier about you're not attached to things, you're more attached to people. And right. so, of course, years and years, uh, it, you know, and sort of a, something daunting going on inside my own head as you're talking, I'm thinking, I know way too much about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I still have to tell our audiences that I struggle with these things too. Um, mm-hmm. they, they have a different um, effect, but doing too much having too many things for one day, not having enough time in between to clean up between between Easter brunch and Easter dinner. I mean, those things are a part. And now what you're talking about is the caught-it method, not the taught-it method, because if you taught your children what you know to be right, you would teach them to be on time, right? because that's respectful. right? But instead, you taught them the caught-it method, which is, we're tardy. We're a tardy family, and what's the reason for being tardy? Because we don't know when to say yes or no. We don't know when to stop. Mm-hmm. And to your point, right. uh, we, it's the same sort of point. We're having a really good time. We can't stop having a really good time. Oh, we migrated to another game. And so, or the puzzle, or we got the paints out. And now the schedule says we have to go somewhere and everything's there. What, what moms tell me often happen is they want their kids to have such a good time. They're willing to do that. But then when they get home, they're mad because they have to clean up because the kids have to go to bed. So I think the scheduling part, we should talk about that. Let's have, let's Let's plan to talk about how we say yes and no to mm-hmm. activities in in today's culture, okay? Um, saying no is always hard. It's always it hard. Is. But being on time is... And so now what you're, what you're talking about, though, mm-hmm. is respect for your son because right. he is learning a different way and he felt anxious. Now, my husband is your son, okay? My husband is your son. The joke at our house is why do we have to be this so early? Because David thinks the airport may move. That's me. That's me too. <laughs> really? So. One day I said, are you afraid they're going to move the airport? What is it? Yes, it may move. <laughs> that is valid. That is not valid. It is not valid. And I'm really <laughs> sorry to tell you both. It is not valid. But it is. But so, so there's the respect for what you right. so wonderfully said. It's not about stuff. It's about people. So then how do we manage our stuff in our time that we put the high priority of people? We are the high priority of people when we want the kids to have a good time and they get out four things at one time. But our is that is that the first priority or helping them and you know how I'm gonna end that conversation, don't you? Always put it back where you got it from. Right. Just put it and the shoes, put it back where you got it from or tomorrow morning. And you have to do that. You have to eventually get to the place of there's so the box at the end of the day, mom collects. You don't get it back till the end of the week. Tough tea bags. And that may be their favorite purse, their shoes, their phone, their school book. It, there's no other way. And when we talk about permissiveness, we're going to talk about the consequence. And that's really the subject. And maybe that's what we should talk about. Scheduling and consequence. So what's the consequence of being out of order? Let's end with that question. What are the consequences of good order or out of order?
2: Well, it's frustration. It's like what you said, we're getting mad. Uh, I think that the biggest takeaway that I would want to hear after you know, listening to us us girls talk about organization is habits because if you if you're all getting into a habit of even if it was left out and it didn't get done before you left but you have that 15 minutes you know set aside where everybody now is going to Mm -hmm. put that stuff away every night Mm -hmm. we have the habit that the dishwasher is loaded and started every night you know we didn't always used to do that and that was and that was hard it doesn't even cross our mind to ha- make sure that that's done now and that's what happens with with habits if they're instilled right. over and over again you're not even thinking about it every, anymore so if the kids know okay this is out here's our 15 minutes let's go grab the shoes put them back our backpacks with the homework in it so it's starting with these habits that are doable
0: mm-hmm. that's great right. so start and keep the habit right. yeah closing thought about you're looking, you're, looking, you're looking at your Bible, actually. <laughs>
1: well, I, I do happen to have a little verse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um,
0: first We're surprised. It's 1 Corinthians careful.
1: 1440. says, But everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way.
0: Mm-hmm. Everything, yeah. And when we begin in the habit of the physicality around us being orderly, and mm-hmm. really, I say this, all of you mothers who are listening and you think my kids are a wreck my kids are under stress my kids feel the tension that absence of order plays havoc on small children they need order they need certainty they need to they're not old enough to expect it they go through that lovely You know, they're 18 months old and everybody's rusting around on Sunday morning to get out the door and they're just eating their breakfast Mm -hmm. because they're not responsible for anything. They don't, they just Mm -hmm. trust what's going next. But then they get to being in the middle of the chaos and it affects them. And there are, the studies today are growing about how anxiety level in children is manifested in the classroom and then teachers are not able to teach They only have to handle the anxiety. That's our job. That's our job. That's a job that moms have to be responsible for. So we're going to end our time by remembering that everything should be done in an orderly fashion. Thanks for being here. Closing. Closing thought, you wanna get one more punch in? Oh no. No We're good. No good. I like Keep going. That. Great. Let's I just, go. Ladies. I love this. <laughs> do habit. this. Let's do this. Yeah, report back. Yes. Tell us how organization is changing how you're doing it, the thought of it. And you know, don't be in bondage over it. Don't no. be in bondage over it. Take
1: one little thing at a time. That's okay. it. Don't look at the whole house. You take one little thing. Yeah.
0: That's right. When we do that, when you listen to the class, when you, when you go online and you order the class, Love the, the class. first thing that you're going to see is my suggestion, not the first thing, but the first suggestion I make is will you commit to doing one drawer only? Mm-hmm. As you said, my way, mm-hmm. the auto way. Just, just, put everything aside and do one drawer and then if you feel what i know you'll feel which is stimulation and excitement and success you'll want to go the rest of the way i will close by saying for me organization was life-changing i was a complete and total wreck headed headed down to having a life of being a train wreck and it was one of my heroes and mentors who said to me, don't carry a Bible unless you've swept under the bed. And it was harsh and hard, and I remember feeling very daunted because I had a wreck everywhere. Piles of paper, closets full of stuff I had shoved in, too much stuff, uh, all in wrong places. Uh, It was just a wreck. I I was tardy for everything. Talk about tardy. I was tardy for everything. Ran out of gas and blamed you. Because if you hadn't called me, I would have had time to go to the, I mean, it was bizarre. And um, when I look back at my life now, that change point, which happened in my 30s, um, really altered the course of my life. So it's easy for me to say, as an older woman, thanks girlfriends for being at the other end of it. I can assure you that the work you're doing in your own world about organization and order will change the course of your life forever. We are modern homemakers, and we're glad to have been with you. Uh, Look forward to things that are coming. Go to the website, see what's dancing and singing over there. And remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it an uncommon day by starting organization.